Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Hello, Monica. I am super excited to get to talk to you. Um, the last time we talked, I was actually on your podcast, and we talked about um, taking the focus off of the stuff in your house and putting it back onto the relationships, which, you know, I can talk about the stuff in the house, and you talk about the relationships, so I'm super excited to talk with you today about simplifying <laughs> your marriage and how we can do that. Um, but first, can you just tell us your, your love story, your marriage story, and kind of how it all unfolded for you both? Absolutely. You bet. I'm so excited to be here too. And as I was thinking about decluttering your marriage, I came up with some really good stuff. So I'm excited Yay. to talk about that soon. But yeah, so my marriage story. Um, so I, you know, was born and raised in Texas and um, my parents divorced when I was 12. And that just sent me into like this kind of obsession with figuring out how to make marriages strong and lasting. So, I mean, I was a pretty precocious 12 year old, but I would like literally study my friends' parents' marriages and what made them strong. And uh, I went through college, was a sociology major studying human behavior, and I wanted to be a marriage and family counselor, but I met the man of my dreams in the middle of all of this. So ended up getting married. Um, I was really skeptical and really, um, what's the word? Um, uh, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like nervous about self-conscious about being a good wife. Like I wanted so, so, so badly to have a really strong, healthy marriage, to be a really good wife and a really good mom, but I didn't have like the best role models. And so I knew I wanted to do it, but I just didn't know how. And so I think that um, learning as I went and making a lot of mistakes and um, finding my own way, creating my own way to be a wife and a mother um, was really what gave me the confidence and the passion to want to share this message with other wives and moms. Just that there's no handbook, there's no one right way to do it, but there's a lot of correct principles that really help. And so um, I met my husband right after I graduated from college in Austin. He came down um, to sell pest control and we met at church and we were just, we became really good friends at first. Like I thought, oh, I'm making it this great friend and he's so fun to hang out with. And we just like became inseparable that summer, but then he left and went back to school. And uh, I just felt really empty without him. Like I, I missed him so much just hanging out with him. And so, you know, we got him a cell phone and he would call me and we'd talk for like four or five hours every night and just shared all of our hopes and dreams with each other and finally just realized like you are a part of all of my hopes and dreams and so def uh, ended up sealing the deal. The funny part about it is my dad was super against it. So he actually bought a plane ticket, came down to ask my dad if he could marry me and my dad said, no way, no how. <laughs> you guys know each other just for a few months. 
but we were so certain. I mean, we knew what we were doing. And so basically I packed up all of my things like you in my Honda Civic, anything that would fit in my Honda Civic drove <laughs> literally across the country and got an apartment there where he was going to school in Rexburg, Idaho. It was the coldest place on earth. I was coming from Texas. I thought I was literally going to die. So I waited a couple of months. He proposed to me. We called my dad and said, hey, he said, hey, I proposed to your daughter. She said, yes. <laughs> so we're going to give you a few months to get used to the idea. And then I packed up my things again, moved to Boise because it was much warmer than Rexburg. And uh, we planned our wedding and got married six months later. So that's kind of the story. That's how it all happened. That is amazing. I love that you guys were both just like, we're, we like this, like, we're going to do this. This feels right. And you can come with us or not. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, for my parents, definitely. Cause they were like, we won't support this. We won't. And we were like, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. You have six months to warm up to the idea. You can come or not come. I mean, we'd be really sad if you missed it, but anyways, they were all there and very supportive. And it was funny because their my dad, you know, his only advice was, I'm so happy for you. I'm excited. You found the man of your dreams or whatever. Just please don't have kids right away. And so we waited a whole five months to get pregnant. So you probably had kids right away. <laughs> yeah. But nobody's sad about it now. We have a, a 16 year old and my parents love him and you know, it would, it, it wouldn't have worked out any other way. So yeah, I love that. That's what I was going to ask next is, so you said something in your story that maybe like, how long have they been married? You said we got him a cell phone and I was like, okay, so you've been married, you've been married for a while. Cause everyone has a cell phone. <laughs> yes. so. Yeah. That was his first cell phone plan. Like literally we, we got him a cell phone so that we could communicate from Idaho to Texas because he didn't even have a cell phone. So yeah, yeah it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. You're like, let's get the plan with 3000 minutes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh yeah, for sure. That's so funny. I love that. Okay. So you, you know, you have the podcast, it's on the brighter side and you didn't start off doing marriage specifically. What made you decide that you wanted to get into the marriage niche? Cause I love it. It's yeah. So before I started the podcast, a year before I started the podcast, I actually, my kids were all in school. So I have four kids ranging from 16 to eight and my youngest went, started all day kindergarten. So I was kind of like, what am I going to do with myself? And so I decided I was going to go back to school and get my uh, marriage and family uh, therapy license. Um, and so I got three semesters into that graduate program and decided it was definitely not what I wanted to do. Like I was passionate about my marriage and I wanted to help um, people with their marriages, but I just, the more I learned about counseling, the more I was like, this isn't for me. I can only help this very small group of people and the success rate isn't super, super high because by the time people get to marriage counseling, they're ready to call it quits. And so it's a big big, big hurdles that you're overcoming. And I was like, I kind of want to deal more with oil changes. Like I want to help people before they get to that point of no return. And so I dropped out of school. Well, before I dropped out of school, I actually would come home from school every day crying. And my husband's like, I just really don't understand why we're spending all this money and you come home so sad. And I'm like, I know it's horrible. And so finally I just realized isn't where I was supposed to be. And so we chalked it up as a huge contribution to the university. And 
I just kind of looked for other avenues. I was like so passionate about marriage, but had no idea what to do with this. And a good family friend, some of you may have heard of him. He's kind of famous. His name is Russell Brunson. Um, ended up in my living room and he said, you should start a podcast. And I was like, what are you kidding me? I have no idea. What would I even talk about? And he said, you just start talking and you'll find your voice. And so I started with the idea of what makes people successful. I mean, in my mind, I would always wanted to know what made people successful in marriage, but I just kind of started with the idea of what makes people successful. What are the habits, strategies, things that successful people do? And so I interviewed all of these because I, I saw the people in front of me that I wanted to interview and they were all just very successful in different areas. They happen, most of them to be married, but not all of them. And so when I started my podcast, I was just finding my voice and I really just asked people about how they became successful at whatever it is they wanted to do, because I knew that by modeling successful people, you could find success. And so um, I, that's how I started. And then I got to a point where I got really comfortable with my podcast and realized I don't just want to know what makes people successful in life. I want to know what pe makes people successful in marriage and in life. And so that's when I had the pivot and, you know, went towards the thing that has always just driven me and gotten me really excited and realized that most of the people that I had been interviewing were actually not only successful in business and in life, but also in marriage. So um, it just was a great fit. I love that. So a couple of things that you said stood out to me and, the first, just because there's lots of moms here who are listening, is that you started this when your, your youngest was in school. And I think that's something that a lot of the moms that, I, that are listening struggle with is like, what do I even do with myself? Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you tried a lot of different things before you finally found it. And you're still like, you're still refining it. You're still like, you're just yeah. doing things. Yeah. I think that's one of the, it's probably true, true for anyone who's successful with anything is that they just do things and they try it and, and they keep going before you're ready. For sure. That's absolutely 100% the case. You just, you just have to get out there and try some things. Like a lot of people ask, like, how did you, you know, you, you're so kind of focused now, but it, definitely, like you pointed out, has definitely not always been that way. You know, it was, it was a lot, trying a lot of different things, getting my hands, you know, and feet wet in a lot of different areas to just kind of find what gets me excited to jump out of bed in the morning. Of course, my kids, I love, you know, my day starts helping my kids get ready for school, but then they leave and I'm just like alone. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, not the mom who was going to spend a lot of time cleaning or cooking or, you know, making cookies for when my kids get home from school. Like that's great for a lot of moms. But for me, I just knew when I looked back on my life, I wanted there to be, you know, a legacy above and beyond raising my kids. I also wanted to exemplify for my kids that, you know, you can, and use your experiences and talents and, and the gifts that you possess to bless the lives of others. And so I love raising my kids. I love having the flexibility of being a stay-at-home mom and, you know, being in charge of my own schedule and how much I work and how hard I work and when I work. Um, but I knew I wanted to leave a legacy and make a difference. And marriage is something that I just have always felt so passionate about. And I just know, 
you know, I, I have this philosophy that a little bit of luck and a lot of hard work turn into something great. And so I feel like I was very lucky in love and in marriage. And it was something that I knew I was always going to work very, very hard at. And so, you know, I want to take all of those lessons that I've learned and that I've experienced and help others just have this incredible marriage because there's a lot of happily married people, but like to be passionate and happily married and just, you know, get so excited and still fluttery when you see your spouse and all of those things are just something that I feel like I've been very lucky and worked very hard to cultivate. And I want to help others experience that level of just love and passion. Yes. And you guys would go follow her on, on Instagram and on Facebook because, um, she's, you just got back from like Tennessee. You went on vacation with your husband, which is going to lead up to the next question that I have for you, but you just look so, I don't know how to explain it. Just like at peace. Like it doesn't look like it's, you're putting a whole lot of effort into it, which I know isn't true. It takes a lot of work, but you've put in that, you've laid that foundation and done the legwork to make it so that it's something that you can tell you really do enjoy and you really do I think when you're, when you're doing what you love, obviously it doesn't feel like work and maybe that's true for marriage too. If you're doing something you love, <laughs> it doesn't feel like work. I don't know. Do um, what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. It's so, yeah. so, so true. Yes. Yeah. Which I think if we could take that approach with marriage, it might be easier, right? I think sometimes, at least for me, I get, I tend to sometimes get caught up in feeling like I, I need to make it harder than it needs to be, or like we need to have, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. A good, good marriage is simple. It's not necessarily easy, but it's definitely simple. And I think for me, you know, there was the example that my parents set, and then there was the example that my husband's parents set, and they were very, very, very different. And so I think that I took those two things and realized I didn't want this and I didn't necessarily exactly want this, but I wanted my own version of somewhere in the middle of these two. That was what I, what we created together. Right. And so every marriage has to go from like, you've got the examples that were set for you. You have what was, what came naturally to you. And eventually you want to come together in a way that is specifically yours. Right. And so for me, one of the things I learned, uh, uh, interviewing all of the successful people is that I kind of learned that you just have to fail your way to success and you don't have to see it as failure. It's not failure until you actually give up. And so I realized that through the course of our marriage, I've just been trying different things and finding my and failing at a lot of them until I just kind of found my own way to be a wife and a mother in a way that I don't have to explain to anyone. I don't have to um, defend to anyone. It's just, it's my way. And I've learned it and earned it through a lot of trial and error and failure and success. So I think that's what all of us have to go through that process of trial and error and failure and success until you have learned and earned your way to exactly what you want. I, I love that. And that's something that I, that we talk about too, to the moms is like, 
you kind of have to clear out the noise of like other people's expectations and what other people do, like how other, other people choose to declutter, what people choose to keep or not keep, or how other moms choose to raise their kids. You really have to kind of, I mean, you can cherry pick. You can cherry pick what you love about what everybody's doing and do that and leave the rest behind and you don't have to explain any of it to anybody. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. And that confidence that comes when you have failed and gotten back up and then found some success, like that confidence is so sexy. Like yes. the other day you have like, okay, I've noticed that, you know, you've been avoiding your room and you haven't been making things anymore. Like maybe we can go in and make it a little bit more workable for you. So yeah. I love that. That's a very honest answer. And I, and I, and like I said, adults are, I talk to the moms in here all the time too. Like some moms don't want anything on their kitchen counters and some are like, but it feels so empty and I feel <laughs> alone. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it is so unique. It, it really is. What makes someone feel comfortable? So the key is what is that comfort level and helping kids recognize that sometimes you, sometimes you can pass that comfort level. And like you said, if they're avoiding their room or if it's no longer an inspiration and it becomes a stress, like I can't find things, that's when it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So on the same kind of note, because this is another thing that comes up a lot and I think you'll have a really good insight into this, but sometimes too, like when we have like kids, especially five and under, you know, we love having all of the shelves with all of the bins and all the things inside of them and the kids go dump it. And then we're like, okay, time to clean up. And they just kind of dump it more and throw it around. And I, I know this because I taught for a long time, but it's actually impossible for the kids to make sense of too much stuff mm. and to know where the things go. <laughs> do you agree? Yeah, I think under five, I would say starting at five, they might be able to do this, but yeah, definitely four and under, it is hard for them to make sense of where things go. There's a lot more helping. You were talking about helping your kids. There's a lot more helping at that age and matching things rather than them getting the sense of clean and clutter. They, yes. they don't know that yet. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like matching and sorting, that's a skill that they're developing. And so when we're like, you got to clean this up and they're like, they can't say it. They don't know how to verbalize. They're like, I really don't know how. <laughs> 100%. So when I work with parents of the younger ones, we talk about that a lot and how to create systems that help them. It's very similar to what you teach, how to create systems that help them help their kids be successful because that's ultimately how you build resilience and help them self-esteem. Yep. Yes. So guys, I'll put all of Rachel's information in the description so that you can go find, find her and get all of these tips from her because yes, like I said, it's just not what I'm great at, but <laughs> she is. What I do all day long, every day. And I love it because my, my, any, any way I can reduce the stress of any parent, that's what I, that's what I love. Sure. So, yes. Yeah. I like, you've got a good, a good balance between making sure that it's working for the kids and it's working for the adults. Yes. That's, that's actually a huge part of what I do is I, you know, I talked about that concept of yuck for kids. I also do with a lot of the yuck. We are, we are facing as parents as well. Yes. 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 Well, hang on one second. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I feel like Tara is at the end of her rope. <laughs> um, but where's the best the place for people to find you? Yes. Where's the best place for people to find you? So definitely if you're interested in podcasts, I have my podcast, Your Parenting Long Game. I'm also on Facebook at Rachel Bailey Parenting, Instagram at Rachel Bailey Parenting. And then I do have a, a Facebook group as well, which is Your Parenting Long Game Podcast Group. 
I love it. Thank you so much, Rachel. Absolutely. Thanks. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it (laughs) because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.